All right, here we go again. Welcome back to Clearing Corners. We are back with Cody and Jeff. We appreciate you guys being here, sharing your passion, and discussing something that I think needs to be uh, blasted over the media mm-hmm. more often than what it actually is. I feel as though kids, you, you have capitalism that's out there and they sell everything to our kids, whether it be the video games or the toys or um, there's just not enough information, in my opinion, out there to keep our kids safe mm-hmm. in terms of, of if you're watching a specific series or television show to have those commercials that come on and actually educate you and whether it be parents or the kids themselves as to how to remain safe on electronics. But toward the end of the last episode, we were talking about our portion of law enforcement where we take on the cases. Cody, obviously you're in law enforcement as well, but you have a more unique perspective Mm -hmm. with your interaction, walking through the hallways. Jeff, same with you. I'm I'm interested in listening to you guys and and having you explain what is it that you see the most of in terms of kids interaction with one another at school or outside of school on social media? Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, one thing, and I, th- I think Jeff would agree with me is, is just the drama, the bullying, um, the, the nonstop. I mean, think about when, when we were all growing up and there was a kid that you picked on, or if you got picked on at school, what happens when the bell rings, you go home, you're done with it, right? It's it's over. Or we try, try to avoid that hallway, you know, yeah, in between right. those classes, yeah. you know, yeah. where they're at. Yeah, and so, um, but now they're always in the hallway. Now they're always in that when they go that home. hallway when in they the go bedroom. home in the, 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 the mobile right. hallway, yep. right? Right, and so so kids just can't get away from it. Um, we talked a little bit in the last episode about this addiction that they have to their phones, right? And so so even if they do go home those bullies can still reach out to them and 24 seven, 24 seven. And it never stops. And, and if parents aren't taking those phones away from the kids at night, like Jeff said, they're sleeping with one eye open, waiting for that, you know, and, and it's just nonstop. And so, um, you know, we see tons of bullying kids, kids will, I think the the biggest platform would be Instagram right now for that type of thing where, where kids will go out and they'll create, a bunch of just fake Instagram accounts just to reach out to this person. Yeah. Right. So, so they'll come, they're yeah, Finstas. yeah, they'll, they'll come, they'll come in and they'll, they'll say, Hey, this person's bullying me, you know, and okay, we'll block them. So they block them. Well, then some random account comes over and, and they start getting bullied again. And it turns out it's, it ends up being the same person that's doing it. They're just doing it through a different account and they have these, Jeff said these Finsta, fake Insta, right? So, um, and it's just nonstop. And so we had a girl, Jeff, maybe you could tell us, you talked a little bit more about that girl where she was getting, it was pretty significant to the point where where she was she was talking suicide because of, of the bullying that was going on. You no, know, suicide and, and, and depression. So we had to track it down and it was, it was nine, 10, 11 girls. And they just, they just would not stop. And obviously it goes both ways, but at some point they're, they get a little defensive and they, and they fight back a little bit, but it was just nonstop. And then she started getting the, you know, the, the, the negative messages, the, the negative uh, screen time. 
and she was just in a massive depressive state. So that was a real big one that we see because, um, and it's worse in girls. We don't mm-hmm. see it as, as much in boys. And one, one piece of stat that I have is 78% of the girls that commit suicide were bullied. 78%. So from my side, from the school side too, and his side, but bullying, harassment, we are very, very, very aggressive on it right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. With we those stats, it, I see why. We don't want it to get the bullying. And we don't, I don't think we have a big bully problem because we try and, when we hear about it, we're all over it. Right. You know, but... Just it's it's scary. Seventy eight percent girls commit suicide were bullied. It's crazy. So let me ask you, um, both of you guys. I'm assuming you talk with parents and stuff as you mm-hmm. deal with this. Do a lot of parents know their kids have either one phones? Um, do you ever have them where they're surprised that they had a phone, like, or have access, or do they have? Do they get like their friends, like we call them burner phones? But do they have like a friend's phone, or do most parents give their kids phones? Most of them, yeah. Most of them are not surprised that they have phones. Um, maybe they're surprised that we told one the other day about the screen time. And they were like, what? Like, yeah, nine hours your daughter has. Um, because it, my, my, my plea to them is to take their phones is just give them a break from the crap for eight hours. Just mm-hmm. give them a break from all the stuff for eight hours because these kids are not, like you guys said earlier, it's 24-7. And they are mentally exhausted so that's kind of our plea there. Well, and that's that's it, it's interesting because we we had a we had an incident where uh, kind of started in school girls you know kind of talking smack on each other they were gonna fight that type of thing and and uh, this the girl one girl comes in she says she's now she's telling everybody else I want to fight her and now I'm getting messages saying you need to come you know I'm gonna come fight you or or you need to fight her or, or whatever it was and and as we're sitting there. Her phone goes off, and she says, hey, look, someone just hit me up on Snapchat and says, and here it is, and it was a message, hey, you know, I'm I'm so-and-so, and, and I'm going to fight you because I hear you want to fight. And she's like, I don't want to fight you. And she's like, too bad, you're going to fight me. And so I took the phone, and I said, hey, this is the the school resource officer. You're being told right now that you sh- you cannot communicate with her, you know, by any electronic means, you know, kind of setting that that tone if we need to pursue a criminal route against this kind of thing. Right. And, and she had some choice words for me as, as the SRO. And I was shocked that she would talk to me knowing that I was a cop and she was from a different um, school and she was from a different school. Right. And so, but not, that wasn't even the most shocking thing to me as I, as I'm sitting there waiting for this girl to respond, notification, 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 text message, Snapchat, Instagram, like it, the phone did not stop vibrating. Well, and I'm thinking, this is in this girl's pocket. I mean, you've everyone's been held hostage by a group text, right? And you just you can't. They don't stop, and it just it, the anxiety that I get when people won't stop texting. I'm like, take me out of this group. Like, I don't want my phone to keep vi-. like these kids are feeling that vibration all day long. They're they're constantly connected. So there's and no they, way they could be learning, right? And you said someone said earlier about um, they're they're sending these kids apps. Um, because these kids are not old enough to manage this. They are not old enough to deal with that. So they're doing these apps in school. They, they, they can't get away from it. They're, they're more worried about the phone than learning, and that's kind of where, where we've kind of really started to do our campaign. But you're right. Like Google, they, they don't care. They don't care that they're a 13-year-old kid that's going to get annihilated from the phone, and I do. 
I think that's where the, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where the, the conversation needs to, I'm not roll into, I, I'm not saying that Google inherently is trying to do this to no, kids, no, no, right? No. That's not my, my point in saying shame on you, but I think there is a responsibility, especially on big tech companies such as Google that have that type of an influence to reach out to 13 year olds and saying, Hey, if you want to, let's go ahead and download this now because right. you're old enough. They should know better and be a, a louder voice for the safety of our kids. And I don't think anybody out there would disagree that even at that age, unless the parent has consented, but how is Google supposed to know that? Right. That the majority of parents probably want to be involved with anything that's downloaded. Right. I mean, that's, that's my and guess. And they need to be. And, and I think, in, and I know we, we don't want to tell parents how to parent, but I think that's a huge responsibility of that parent, right? To to know what your child has, to know what apps they have, to know how kids are are hiding photographs. You know, there's these secret, super secret apps that they can download and, and hide all, only. Yeah, put, hide, put the hide all their nudes, yep. you know, whatever it is. Um, and be privy to that, you know, and be, there's, there's tons of programs and stuff out there. I know, um, that you can that you can download on your kid's phone and it tells you everything that they do right it tells you it gives you all the everything that they're saying and you know it flags keywords and stuff like that well, the parents can password app um, password the app store right you know and and i think it comes down to to the inner circle like like google doesn't know but i think it does come down to the parents and their responsibility to really know what's happening and that's kind of where we came in you know, the feds have all these laws, big tech has all these laws, state has all these laws, whatever. But me and him are like, okay, we can't depend on anybody. So we're going to do what we can for our school to help our kids. And that's kind of where we, where all this stuff started, started happening yeah. three years ago. It's like, we, what can we do for Try our school? Try to be a guardian. Yeah, right. Forget yeah. everybody else. What can we do here that, that, that's going to be an agent of change you know, in a positive way? And I wish more people would step up and, and realize it's our responsibility to protect kids. And again, it's going back to privacy versus safety. Mm -hmm. It always comes back to privacy versus safety. Anytime right. that I have sat down with parents and had a conversation, the question always comes up, where do I draw the line? And it's always going to lead back into a privacy versus safety type right. thing. Now, Cam, just circling back a little bit. There, I did, I did I it again. It. I, caught, I caught it. Yeah. But if we're going to, you mentioned um, one of the ones that we see and Eyes you saw me. all the time in a Snapchat. And I know you guys mm -hmm. see Snapchat in the schools real quick. So before we, we have you guys continue, I want Cam to kind of hit on, for any parent out there, it's one of the most downloaded apps for all kids worldwide. Right. And there is danger within Snapchat. It is at the top of my hit list to try to convince parents to take it away from their kids. And Kim, you have something right there that kind of explains one of the, the blocks walls that we run into in investigations. Yep. This is a, this is a, actually a pretty significant one. So my is only, um, it actually was created in 2016 um, I think we were both in investigations at that time, but I remember you the first one that ran into that and we were really shocked. We we're like, what is this? My eyes only, you know, we, um, basically what it is, is super secret, super lockdown portion of Snapchat. Um, and basically what it is, is it's a feature that makes, um, 
anything you put in there for that person only. So you can access like a parent, say, you know, the password for their Snapchat. You can go on their Snapchat. It does not give you access to my eyes only. That's their own digit code. And then for us to draft a warrant and not get access to it, it's, it's a whole new ball game as far as, um, how do, how do we deal with this? And in all three of you brought up, uh, interesting perspectives on privacy versus safety. We talked about it with Brooke and Celinda. Um, Just real quick. I don't know. I know you're going to run off on that with the Snapchat and my eyes only just a little expanding on what Cam said there. So within the investigations, when we have drafted warrants and we've sent them off to Snapchat, I remember showing Cam because I received a notification back and they flat out told me we didn't have the passcode because the kid wouldn't give it up for my eyes only. The parents didn't even know about it within the app. So it's an, mm-hmm. it, there's actually a code within the code. And so if you have a parent that A, isn't familiar with Snapchat to begin with and they demand the code to get into Snapchat for their kid, but the kid in the back of their minds is like, my parent will never find this Mm -hmm. because they don't even know how to navigate it anyway. Right. And so they actually have another passcode within the passcode to keep things such as illegal activity, nude images. I mean, you name it. But when we draft a warrant, if we don't have that passcode, we don't get the information back because team Snapchat will even tell you we can't get into it without the passcode. We had to switch up our investigative uh, methods and, and there's a lot of things that we will do now in order to try to, I'm not going to call it manipulate, but we, we will do our very best to talk with the youth and encourage them that passcode is needed. So I'm going to throw out a little bit of sarcasm. Um, Snapchat made it really hard to set it up. It's just six steps. <laughs> just, that's it. It's just clicking th- uh, three different things and then setting up your passcode. And, and that's ready to rock and roll. So we do talk about, um, you know, safety versus privacy. We've all talked about it. Um, I kind of, we, in the last episode, we talked about when this, you kind of realized this was an issue and mm-hmm. when it became a passion. Um, mine, I, I specifically remember um, most of our juvenile sex crime cases, cell phone is involved some way. Rather, there's evidence of the crime, whether it's them admitting to the crime on text message, whatever it is usually the phone is involved. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had a case where the phone was heavily involved and it wasn't uncommon for us to ask the parents for the phone. Um, And one parent specifically told me, "Ah, she doesn't want to give the phone up. And so I just wanted the case dropped. So rather than investigate this felony offense, uh, they'd rather have their daughter have the phone. And more and more apps are getting things similar to my eyes only. And We'll roll into that a little bit later, but I want to kind of uh, turn it back to you guys. You guys uh, were talking about specific examples of, of cyberbullying. What else mm-hmm. do you guys see as common within your hallways? You know, amongst the boys, we don't have a ton of problems. Well, there's the other day we had yeah. someone sending out some just saying, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to knock you out or I'm going to do something. And then that started just a whirlwind of, now we're stuff. now we're watching outside the school at the end of the day because yeah. two more kids say they're going to come and, and square things up and 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 take this kid out because he's you know talking smack and and so it's but a little mostly bit more girls mostly drama mostly it's drama from girls. Um, another interesting aspect of it is it, 
they, you know, you've got these, we're talking about parental controls or, you know, we're talking about that and, and getting parents to understand what's going on, understanding what these apps are, how they work and stuff like that. Well, my kids, my kids, Instagram is set to private. So it's just people that they know, right? Well, when I first got into the school, I, I created myself a fake Instagram account and I found a couple kids in the school that, you know, I just random name searches, found some kids there that were public, followed them. Um, they didn't even know who you were. They didn't even and know they who clicked, I was. They right? accepted you. Well, right. they, were, they were public, right? So, but then what happened was is just seeing who they were friends with. All right, click on those, request to be friends. I, I don't know how what their thought process was, but, oh, they're friends with little Johnny. Well, well they want followers. They're friends with Johnny. Yeah. They want followers. We're back to that dopamine, right? Oh, I got another follower. I got another follower. So I'm up to almost like 300 kids in my school. Not a single one of them knows that I'm a cop. They're all and they're all anonymous and they have no idea, no idea who I am, predator or what. And and that's that's something you know. We had an incident the other day on you know a girl was called into the office for something and uh, was kind of venting through TikTok and one of the counselors kind of saw her on her phone, so counselor went and and found her on TikTok and and nothing really crazy that this girl was posting. Um, but what was shocking was we started looking through the, some of the comments from these girls' videos because, you know, TikTok is all, let me show you how pretty I am and, you know, let me look at the camera and do these cute little dances and stuff like that. And on almost every one of those videos, there were these messages, oh, man, you look so beautiful. Let's collaborate, you know, or DM me. Let's let's, let's work l- together. Let's talk. Let's, let's get let's together. And, and so no names. So. Now, whether or not this girl actually responded to those, I don't know. But but from what we've seen and, and kind of that desire to be wanted or be popular or be whatever it is, they're accepting those requests. And they're, okay, hey, this, this person may be posing as a modeling agency or whatever it is. And now this, this 14-year-old girl is talking to some random dude that – well, send me some more shots of you or whatever, you know, however it's going to progress. And and you guys have seen that on the other end, but that's where it starts is, is any app where a kid has, or where strangers have access to your kid, they shouldn't have that app. It's, it just, you know, even if they're set to private, these, these predators are savvy, man. They, they know how to get to these kids and and what, what makes them tick and how they're going to get these girls to go down that rabbit hole. Then you look, turn it a little bit to my angle is there's no way she's thinking about her learning. And obviously that's my focus. I'm a little biased on that end because that's been my life. And there's no way they're thinking about doing the math homework or doing language arts and, 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 and learning because although we think they are, they're not old enough to manage all this danger. And it's a lot of danger. This social media has a lot of potential danger to it. And so they're not thinking about what I need them to think about um, because it's they're more worried about their likes. They're more worried about that. And there's a lot of things parents can do. You know, they, they can restrict data throughout the day. They, they can put apps on their phone to what they, they know when they send a text. There's a lot of things that parents can do. And as far as when you said privacy versus what? Safety. Safety? You can ask my kids till they're 18. That's mine. And this is what you're going to do. And it's my privacy. And if you want to do it, then I'll know when you send a text. And I, I, I think we need more of that because there, there are a lot of tools out there that parents can do 
You can call them ground rules. You can call them household Whatever rules. They need to be in right. place without a doubt. Well, there's a stat in here I read that uh, 80%, 80% of teens say they have no rules about appropriate use of internet. Man. That's scary. 80%. Of all the stats, that's, that's pretty scary. Like they're not monitored. Yeah, and that leads to all the other issues we right. brought up. I mean, that's, that's, that's basically handing your child a, a window to the world and saying, it's all yours, and, and they're 14 years old. And you I don't know? care how mature, and I'm, right. using, I'm using my air quotes <laughs> here, because I, I hear it all the time. Well, my child is very mature for a 14-year-old. I, I disagree. He's a 14-year-old. He's a 14-year-old. <laughs> and Cam and I used to use, I, I know, I, I'm pretty sure I heard you use it quite often. We use it all the time. I'll tell a parent, without you being there to, to help control what your child is viewing, or what they're downloading, or who they're communicating with. It's like handing a loaded gun over to a child that has had no tutelage whatsoever mm-hmm. as to how to handle a firearm. It, obviously, you have one that's instant, but social media can be instant too in terms of the cyberbullying that you guys are talking about in terms of predators being able to reach out and touch them. Mm-hmm. And I, literally, I, I'm talking over the internet, but sure. being able to infiltrate their life know who they are, what their name is, where they live, what their address is, phone number. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on. These predators are very, very savvy. And, 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 it, and it's about education, right? It, it, it's like with the gun. And I tell parents that, that they always say, oh, I'm just going to take his phone away. I'm like, okay, they're just going to go on their friend's phone to get the porn. I, I think it comes down to education. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's sit down and have that crucial conversation and say, listen, and have, educate these kids because it's, I see it, we see it every day. And it's, it's pretty scary, especially when you talk to kids and they just, I don't care, and they're looking at their phone. It, it's, it's overtaking their lives because they are 14 and they really cannot manage. So I'm... They're kids. And that's... that's kids. I, I talked about that in, this, in the first episode, that conversation I had with my son the other day when we were listening to this podcast. And, and, uh, and we kind of started talking about what was going on at school and stuff like that. And he actually shared a story with me where... A, these two girls got into a fight and this boy was asking for nudes and stuff like that. And, and, you know, we're talking about educating our kids. I said, Hey man, at some point you're going to want to see a naked girl. Like if you, if you haven't already, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to come across porn, but you're like, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And, and it was a super awkward conversation to have, you know, but it was, I felt it was necessary because I'm educating him because if, if he gets into something, and doesn't feel comfortable about it, but also I've never talked to him about it, and he doesn't feel like he can come to me and say, man, Dad, like, this is what I found or whatever. How am I going to help him, right? How am I going to get make my point or, or protect him? We're kind of in this weird, um, I mean, you older fellers, your kids, kids are getting older. Right. My, mine, yeah. mine and Cam's that's kids are, are, are still a little bit younger. I think that's the first time that you've been targeted. But that's, that's number four. Obviously, my expectations three years ago were not strong enough. <laughs> you guys could be so but, lucky you look this good at 42. <laughs> but uh, um, now I forgot what I was going to say. But, uh, you know, we've got to teach our kids and we've got to have those conversations to where they feel comfortable coming to us and, and, and talking to us about something that they have concerns about and if it's about education right it does come down to education we briefly hit in a different aspect with brooke and selinda a few episodes ago but 
if you don't have the conversations with your kids uh, now and kind of make it like, hey, this is bad touch, this is good touch, those types of things, your kids are not going to know to come to you because it's weird. Like you talk about him coming across that image, if he ever does, uh, he's going to, does he like it? Does he feel bad about it? Who does he talk mm-hmm. to about it? If he doesn't feel like he can go talk to you about it, then what can you do? Then you just kind of try to figure it out on your own, and that's when it starts becoming an issue. Well, then he's going to be taught by his buddies yeah. right. and other individuals. If you don't teach your child what you want them to learn, somebody else will. Right. Absolutely. And it's about education. If I had my world, which I'm kind of biased, my dream is they would scramble every cell phone signal once they step into school. I know that's not going to happen, but from my side, if we really it's care about kids, that's we need to think about doing something drastic, but I know that's never going to happen. I get it. Well, Jeff, I actually wanted to ask you, um, being on the, the school administrative side, um, let's say naive parents think when my kid goes into school and once class starts, they're not on their phones. They're still getting access to their phones and, and all that throughout the school day. Absolutely. And they're constantly on their phones. When we see them, we, we, we take them and then I have parents come get them, but there's a ton that we can't see. I mean, there's X amount of teachers and it's only me and him in the hall. So they're on their phones. They're listening to their phones. I took a kid's phone the other way. There's a lot of things I'm learning, but I took a kid's phone away the other day and I was sitting in my room, my office, and all of a sudden here I go, ding, ding. God, what the, I look at him, like, what is that? I go out and see the girl typing on her watch. She had it connected. Yeah, so, I mean, heck, <laughs> I, I, I'm, smart watch got too. I'm, got I'm, a backup plan. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm old. Savvy girl. So now I haven't turned it off. So you need to turn your phone off because I'm, I'm I'm not a slow learner, but I said, you got to turn it off. I didn't know that. He'll have he'll have about 15 kids come in at the end of the day. Hey, I need my phone because yeah. the top of his filing cabinet stacked yeah. with cell phones. Because I can't handle it. Teacher's it's, taking it It's away. hurting. My message, too, is it's hurting kids. Yeah. Well, Cam, what's the number one rule? When we come across a suspect's phone, in any case, what's the first thing that we do after we seize it? We shut it down. Yeah. We shut it down. Airplane mode is another way, too. Um, And that is a good point for parents. Um, You know, I've heard some parents that they want to give their kids a little bit more leeway with it, but at night, you know, they got their time. Nine o'clock, the phone charges Mm -hmm. in my room, and then parents just put it on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. There's there's no more conversation going on with that phone at that time, um, and then in the morning, right as they leave, you know, turn it off airplane mode, send them on their way with it. Um, but here's the other thing too: you bring up a good point. So I have a I have a smartwatch. Um, he's a young I know guy. you're. I he's know a, you're. He's young. He's yeah, young. He knows how to work. I <laughs> hadn't graduated to that. Your guy. typewriter <laughs> didn't have a, a smart typewriter. No, it did not. That's so Smoke weird. signals. <laughs> but um. Stop. You can access your other devices from other devices. So I have Apple, right? So I can go on my laptop and access my phone, whatever web pages I was on or whatever images are there. So parents do need to be careful. If they have an iPad and a phone and you take the phone away because you don't want them to be able to make phone calls or get their contacts or their images, there are ways. The trifecta. You got your phone, the iPad, and the watch. Yeah. You call it the trifecta, and they, they <laughs> have linked everything. They got it all. And sad everything. sad thing is my son was 22 until I finally didn't take his phone at night. Um, and, a, and a quick story, uh, when, when he was growing up, he was massive into all that, and, and I would take their phones at night. Well, he went and bought his own iPad, 
and then went up and was upstairs calling in his good girlfriend and you know shutting down the Wi-Fi is a massive thing too to, at, at, at night. Well, I had no clue to doing this. So at 22, I took his stuff and I was walking out tonight. We were leaving. He's like, he asked where I was going and read all the stuff. And he goes, you know what? That was me. He goes, this is incredible, Dad. I think what you and Cody are doing and the campaign where he that's absolutely the number one problem right now in, in our world. So it was, it was really cool. And I greatly appreciate you guys and your passion for this and what you were trying to do just here locally. And, and, and hopefully it goes yeah. and it expands. This is the type of message that we need to come across. I'm going to have one quick story and we're going to uh, cut. We want to bring you back because we have more to talk about. This is awesome. I, I really appreciate the, the conversation that we're having. And I hope the listeners are, are taking notes because this is the, these are the types of stories and the types of things that we see constantly. Uh, years ago, I don't mean to pick on, I already talked about my boy, picked on him a little bit. It's my oldest daughter. But one of the things that, that she got very first was an iPad. My wife and I decided that she was old enough to have an iPad. We were going to control it. We linked it to our accounts, um, did all the, the safety things that we were supposed to. We have very strict rules on what we're going to do within our household. Not just you're not allowed to be on social media. They are not allowed to have social media. That's just a decision my wife and I have made for all of my kids. When they're old enough and when they're 18 and when they lo- uh, move out of my house, they can make their own rules. And if right. they want social media, they can at that point because they'll be I, hopefully – I can look back and say, I prepared them for it. Educated. They were educated and ready for it. Um, but we also have a rule that you're not allowed to have electronics within your bedroom. And if it is in the bedroom, it needs to be eyesight with mom and dad. It needs to be an eyesight with an adult. That goes with any iPad, uh, laptop, the phones. Nowadays, it's a watch. None of my kids have the watch, but those are the rules that we made. Well, my daughter, some years ago, when she had this iPad... Like, hey, Cher, where, where's Jolie? And sure enough, we, we didn't know exactly where she was at. Well, I called up. She was in her bedroom. I went up there and I said, what are you doing? And I knew that she had the iPad, but she felt uncomfortable and she lied to me. She was like, no, it's, it's downstairs. Well, there was a number that was linked to it. It was a free phone number just so that we could reach her. So I pulled out my phone and I called. And it started ringing right underneath their bed. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Man. Right That's underneath great. their bed. I love it. Busted. You should, her eyes face. were so yeah. I love large. it, baby. I love it. They were so big. And I love her to death, but that was a great opportunity. She was punished. She broke a rule. She was punished. I, I make sure that I follow through on that. But it was a good opportunity to sit and talk with her and reiterate the, the rules that we need to have. We're going to bring you guys back. We're going to continue to clear this corner next. Beep, 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 beep